What it do? Speak your mind 2.0. Was this? Uh, Monday. Monday. The 24th? No, the 27th. There we go. Let's get the days right, y'all. You know, a lot to come into, a lot to talk about, and we're here. So we gotta talk about this man too. Vori just dropped an album probably like two weeks ago, and no one's talking about this. But it's it's fire. It's not this album that I'm playing off of, but we got we gotta give him his respect. Speak Your Mind 2.0. It's your boy, Seth. It's your boy, T.Y. What is this? Monday. Uh, June 27th. There you go, sir. It is officially cancer season. Uh, cancer season. Sign off. <laughs> um, <laughs> sign off. Shout out to all my Aquariuses out there. But, yes, it is uh, Monday the 27th. At the time of this recording? At the time of this recording. Shit, what's going on, Ty? Boy, another another list to talk about. A lot of stuff that happened in the past week and week and a half. So, let's, this one, let's get into it. Basically. So, starting off first with sports, we just want to give a quick shout-out to the Golden State Warriors and the Colorado what, um, Avalanche Avalanche for winning the championships in their respective sports. Warriors being NBA champions for the fourth time, and Colorado Avalanche Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup over the uh, Tampa Bay what Lightning or something. Yeah, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, just want to give a quick shout-out to them real quick. And um, just real quick, just touching on the Warriors and the uh, Boston Celtics uh, game six game. Um, 
I mean, ain't really nothing left to say because we did all the uh, reaction. We did all the, you know, break breakdowns on our reaction. By the way, keep running those numbers up. We are finally over 100 views, so keep running those numbers up. Big facts. So just overall, though, I mean, and Loki, you know what? Now, I'm going to dive into this real quick since this man is on the screen at the time of this recording. Um, <laughs> Mr. Kevin. I mean, he was already on the topic anyways. Right, I mean, but just the bottom line is, like, you know, he got two rings with Golden State. Then he left, wanted to do his own thing. But yet it still shows to this day Golden State is a championship-winning team with or without Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. So my question is, which I think a lot of, you know, sports analysts question is, did Katie make a mistake leaving Golden State? Um. In my opinion, for, for okay, for what? Just to catch rings and win? I guess so. In that in that aspect, yes, because I don't know if he's going to catch ever, one. Ever win another ring? I don't know. Let me not say ever win another ring, but it's going to be very hard for him to catch one, especially with the way that everything is shaping up right now. Especially in Brooklyn. Yes. Um, but he is a def- he's definitely a, cal- a championship caliber player. So I don't know. I feel like you just it's just at this point in time in his career, I feel like you have to have the right pieces to go with him right now. And it's like one of those pieces might be rejoining LeBron in L.A. I, we can't deny nor confirm that. But rumor is, you know, if the Nets don't reach a deal with Kyrie, the t- teams like the Lakers and a few other teams that I can't remember off the top of my head. I was about to say it was the Lakers. It was us, the Heat. Um, the I don't want in Miami. I'm sorry. I mean, it, I don't. It just depends. It depends. It, but it, but and, it depends on the Lakers too because they still got Russ in that contract. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we got our. I mean, just being a, a Heat fan for a second, our we have a lot of contracts that we got on our uh, table too. I mean, dealing with Kyle Lowry, dealing with uh, Jimmy, dealing with Bam. Bam, we just paid Bam big money. Like, like I think last he, but he year deserved it though. Yeah, he he deserved it, but I'm just saying, like trying to take on another big name. And I, for what he's probably going to be asking for, that's a lot. But that's why I'm saying we don't need Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And then we got the Tyler Hero situation, where which I believe we should we should pay him. But I've been getting, you know, having my little debates at work and stuff with uh, some of my coworkers. They keep on telling me we should have paid him the year prior before he got uh, the sixth man of the year. Right. I understand. I understand. I, I understand that, but at the same time, it's what have you done for me lately? Did you win the uh, six man of the year last year? No. no. So you did not. You don't get the money. <laughs> Just period. So it's like that. Those are the things that I'm, I'm looking at. But well, who else did he say the 76ers? No, no. That'll be very interesting. No, I don't see him and Joel Embiid getting along like that. Sure, they like, would have to move James Harden again. Dang, that's right. Yes, I forgot. And I forget there was another another team too. But those were like the main hitters that. Uh, and by say Kyrie just got done playing with Harden in Brooklyn. You want to play with him again in Philly? I was about to say we saw how that turned out in the first place anyway. Exactly, but it looks it looks like the Lakers might be the best valuable option for him to go to if all else fails. I mean. Because I've seen them talking about, like, trade packages to get Kyrie. They would have to trade, like, AD. They would have to figure out what they would do with Russ just to bring. I mean, honestly, at this point, when it comes to AD, it's like he's becoming a liability a liability right now. For sure. Because them legs are beyond shattered glass. <laughs> they call him SC for a reason. So, but Street it, clothes. It's just like, at the end of the day, LeBron's not getting any younger. He's getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, his and body I, can only take so much. And, and I also heard that, I mean, this is from Stephen A. You know, he, he was giving his little take if he was like a GM or something like that but he was saying the Lakers should consider trading LeBron to see what kind of assets they could get to build for the future really yeah so if that was the case where would they trade him to 
That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, you're not, but his argument was, and I, and I agree with, is you're not going to get any compensation equal or equal value for LeBron. So how do you, how do you move with that? How do you, uh, what, what do you really, what do you really take and accept from these other teams and what they offer? So, I mean, you got to pull out the whole Brinks truck for, for the Lakers <laughs> to get LeBron for real, for real. You got to drop like the next three first round picks you got. You got to give up like two star players. I don't know. You just got to do a lot. But at this point, just keep LeBron in L.A. Yeah, just, I feel just like. To save you all the trouble. Just save him. Just keep him in L.A. But, you know, I'm not throwing out Cleveland. Cleveland. That Now, that's a possibility. Now, he did say, too, he's trying to hold off until Bronny gets into the league. Mm-hmm. And he says, wherever Bronny goes, I'm going to play with him. Right. And I feel like if he does that, he'll hang it up. But for right now, like, for say if Bronny does go to Cleveland, that'll be. Cleveland, they'll know how to make room for Bron. They'll know that. They're shipping everybody they got. Like, hey, you, 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 no, Bron coming back. So we can play with the Suns. So, yeah. yeah. Basically. <laughs> so, but yeah, just overall though, man, just how I, how I'm seeing this whole thing with like, you know, KD and the Warriors, it's just more so the fact like, KD, bro, they can, they shown you t- in 2015 that we they can win without you. They didn't need you. And then you got literally 2016, you could have easily beaten them, mm-hmm. but y'all choked. And then, big choke. And then 2017 and 18, you said, yeah, I want to uh, come join y'all. Mm-hmm. What? And then you had the nerve to get mad at people for criticizing you for joining a team that you, you were literally up in the series on. But you let them come back and beat you. See that? I mean, and that's how I feel like him and LeBron are different. Because LeBron. They're way de- different. LeBron. LeBron definitely did not go to a team that beat his ass. Exactly. If he would have went to Boston in 2011, oh, this yeah, would have been, been totally different. Yeah, we would be having a, a fucking bonfire right now. Exactly. But the fact that he went to Miami, a team that had not that had not won a championship five years prior, mm-hmm. he got crucified for it because he went on national TV and said it. Instead of just saying, telling uh-huh. his agent, hey, I'm going to go play in Miami. See, and that's where, I mean, we, we go back to that story. I feel like that's where he messed up at. If that's he, the only it, mess up he had. If he didn't do that we would probably be looking at LeBron in a different way. But the, but now. LeBron, the LeBron credit is still going to say yeah, yeah. something. But just still overall, though, like, you know, like you just said, LeBron and KD storylines, story totally different. And I feel like KD should have got more heat Flag. for that. Yeah. Yeah, for that, because, again, you joined the team that you could have beat. Right. So do you think KD is going to stay in Brooklyn, or do you think he's going to try and exercise his uh, free agent clause, I mean, at this point, clause? man, at this point, I would, man, because it's like, I feel like the Nets, they're not going to, you know, match, uh, they're not going to pay Kyrie because it's like he was a distraction to them as far as the whole, you know, COVID and but vaccine. COVID is over with, though, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But I, feel I'm like just, I just feel like as a, from an organization standpoint, Davis is like, dude, we understand where you're coming from. But it's like we paying you this money and you ain't playing, man. Like, can you just, like again, they're not saying shut up and play. But it's like, dude, do you want do, do you, you want, want this be, money? Do you want to be here or, or do you want this money we're paying you? Because yeah. we can literally end this right now and pay someone else that's willing to play. Mm. Bottom line understandable do you yeah. think so do you think Kyrie Kyrie's out the door do you think he's out they're not going to bring him back no they're not going to bring him back interesting and I feel like he wants to get out of Brooklyn because he knows what he did and and in a way that's why I can low-key respect him because he knows all the actions he's done he can stand on it I so I don't I res- know I feel like we might see him back in Brooklyn I don't know that's just my my little prediction. I feel like he's not. They're both not going nowhere. I think they're going to give him one more shot because you know this year was was crazy. He he didn't play half the season, damn near. And you know in the playoffs, I mean, if if he got the the wreck that he needed, I feel like they could have had a better better shot than what they had. But you know that's just me. So we'll we'll see. Time will tell. Definitely will. Definitely will. Definitely will. So now, real quick to wrap up basketball talk, who do we pick up in the draft? We got 
the I'll forget his name, but he's a dude from Serbia. So basically, we got a uh, our version of Luca. Yeah, we basically got our version of Luca. He's a forward, um, six ten. Um, okay, so we got a somewhat good big man. Yeah, we definitely like you just said. You said in the last because uh, I'm sorry, pod. Bam, with his body type, cannot play big man. I'm sorry, bro. He he's six nine and muscular. That's it. I had my because Bam went to uh, Baylor. And he did? I, yes, and I had his. I have reservations on him long, long time ago before we even picked him up. I said he's just a uh, athletic du- uh, Dwight Howard that dunk. Granted, yeah. he has a little bit more skill set because he's developed a shot, but niggas just athletic. So it's like we needed, and we were trying to put him at the five. No, fuck, fuck no, him. no. So I definitely feel like this is a uh, a definitely a good pickup for us. You know, we get more size in the interior. We but is that that's that's the main thing we need. We have everything else mm-hmm. in the way. I did, but the question is, is he going to be uh contrib? He's going to is he going to contribute, contribute right away? Right away. That we will so. see. I don't think so because you know, you know we're we're known for like building niggas up in the G League and then you know letting them just. But I feel like with this new solid defense that we have, we'll be okay. You think so? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah that. That's our little take on the heat. Granted, we'll be back next year, like I said. Yeah. We'll be back next year. Now, and now my favorite topic to talk about, college football. Mm, mm, mm. A lot of recruiting stuff happened over the past, let's say, week and a half, two weeks. But to start things off. Hook em horns. Hook them down for right now. I'm sorry. They, these niggas ain't back. I'm sorry. But they landed arguably the probably the most talked about high school recruit in this year's recruiting class in 2023. And I'm talking about no other than a legacy name. Maybe maybe in the world, Heike. You know. Arch Manning is committed to Texas University. Mm-hmm. And I would say this, so he did a great job of keeping his, like, all his, like, recruiting stuff low-key. Like, he yeah. wasn't really on social media all like that. He just, I, know. In my opinion, if I was, I would have really went to Ole Miss, yo. I would have went to Ole Miss. I feel like, granted, I understand uh, Steve Sarkeesian, his, his resume, you know, he's put, like five quarterbacks in the first round, and they're all doing very well. But you know, it's Texas at the bottom at the end of the right, day. Right, it's Texas. But I'm looking at Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin is a f- genius in his own right when it comes to offense. And you know, I'll say that they're both similar. But this is how I feel about it. One, you have Quinn Ewers still on your roster, let alone Malik Murphy. All right, before you get into that, one of the one of them's leaving. Who's that's leaving? what I'm saying. Who's like, leaving? That's what I'm saying. And I hate to say it, Malik Malik Murphy gonna be the one leaving. All right, I hate to say it. I think it's Quinn. <laughs> Quinn's going to leave w- again. But, hey, I would not rule that out, though. I would not rule that out. Because he, he's got this one year to show what – because I feel like he might be the starter this year. We'll see, he, we'll see when they fall camp comes around because they have – like, because I think they still have Hudson Carr from uh, uh, Lake Travis who's still there. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I think he tra- – they got a lot of QBs that they got to handle. But yeah. Quinn is like, dude, you did all of this recruiting back and forth with us in with Ohio State in Texas. Then you ultimately end up back at Texas once that NIL deal passed in the state of Texas. He said, oh, I can get money now? Ooh. Hey, I'll say deuces. But you can take that Corvette back. Yeah, but then it's like now here comes Arch Manning, who will be literally right behind you. And he is thinking he's going to know in his head, like, granted, I'm a freshman, but nigga, I feel like I can start too. I'm not nigga. But do you know my, do you know my at, family? Do you Look at my last name. Do you know, do you know my uncles? Right. <laughs> look, look at my last name. Four Super Bowls combined. Like, I, I know this. I, I does this. Basically. Granted, they say he plays in a JV league in high school, but we ain't going to talk about that right now. Oh, I'm so weak. But my thing is just like, you know, with Starkeesian and Kiffin, it's just, and, um, just they need to, I want to say, they need to match the style of defense with their offense. Mm. That's the only way they will get recruits on a consistent basis, given the states that they're in. Right. Because basically, they're both in SEC territory with Texas and Oklahoma becoming full members of the SEC, like what, next year or, the ne- or 
the, the following year. Yeah, the following year. So, but yeah, it's just more so the fact like if y'all would, if y'all's defense can be legit, like your offense is projected to be, mm-hmm. y'all would actually keep a lot more players in state, like y'all should. I agree. But with Texas, Texas, it's just like it's a hit or miss. Y'all get all these recruits, but it's like y'all miss out on the top recruits in your state right. that are five stars that you're either going to now A and M, and just other places in general. Right. You See, know, I just like I was about to say with with Lane Kiffin, he the offense is there, and I mean, am I if I was Arch Manning, you know, I already got the the last name, like I'm already. But I feel like he didn't want to be in Eli's uh, shadow, though. I get, I I mean, both his dad Cooper went to uh, Ole Miss, Ole Miss too, so he would have been under his dad and Eli. But that's Eli. that's still gonna be more pressure knowing yeah, that you're yeah. already a Manning and you're the number one recruit. Now you're going to a college where both. Your daddy and your uncle play that. I understand, but I'm just saying, you know, it would be the same thing if he went to, if uh, Tennessee was one of his picks. Right. True. True. I I understand that, but I'm saying from the standpoint of you already got the last name, you already insured niggas to look at you in the NFL. Period. Like that. That's that's a foregone conclusion. I just need someone that will help me showcase my talent, and I feel like. Lane Kiffin has an offense that can showcase his talent. He would have probably thrown for like five thousand yards this year or the next, the following year, being under Lane Kiffin. But I feel like he's going to do the same thing with Sharkeesian too. So. But that's the thing, though. When will he start? Because again, Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy are still there. Now, granted, Malik Murphy will be probably transferring out his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. See, he would have started immediately if he <laughs> went to Ole Miss. So you know what I'm saying? So, so that's that. But just yeah, he committed to Texas. But you know, and also too, and this going to segue into like Ohio State's recruiting. They're talking about like you. Know they can't wait to see uh Dylan Riola and Arch Manning in uh, 2025 when we uh start our home and home series with uh Texas. Mm. So that's I gonna mean, be good. That's yeah, gonna be it's gonna be good, but that's just that's three years down the line. We ain't there right now. But hey, three years gonna sneak up on you fast as fuck. So. Right. But speaking of Ohio State, I've been saying this is 2018 when the whole uh, Zach Smith, Urban Meyer debacle bullshit happened. Brian Hartline is he's the goat of recruiting receivers. Like, can, w- can we? Can yeah, we agree on that. I'm going to give him his applause because he definitely y'all y'all definitely doing y'all thing with uh, the receivers. You know, and just literally, like, cause I knew, I knew when I heard he was back on the staff around 2017, 2018. I'm like, he gonna have to be the wide receiver coach, cause he played at Ohio State. He had a decent, great career at Ohio State and in the NFL. Like, he knows his stuff. I feel like he knew how to d- develop receivers. And lo and behold, Zach Smith, he out the door. Brian Hardline steps in as an interim wide receiver coach. He did what he did with the receivers we had that year. And then from 2019 to now, he's been unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because we landed three of the top ten receivers in the 2023 class with Brandon Ennis being, you know, one of the – being the number two wide receiver in the class. Carno Tate being the number three wide receiver in 2023. And then finishing off with uh, Noah Rogers, who was the number nine receiver in the 2023 class and not to mention too we also have a sleeper four four star receiver out of cali who did his thing in, in the uh, las vegas 707 tournament so mm-hmm. <coughs> but just those four in total you know along with the other receivers we got in the previous class who's uh who, be, who will be on campus soon this goes to show you like this dude knows talent when he sees it you know and the, the type of receivers we're getting you know someone said it like we're kind of getting out of like the typical six threes in between six three six five bit receiver and where now we're going more so like the six foot six foot two receiver that's more te- technically sound and more speed more speed mm-hmm. you know and i was then, gonna say that because that fits your guys's offense your offensive mo so it's like you guys want a lot 
lot of receivers to uh, get those yak yardage. You, you guys want a lot more players that can just get in open field, open space. And, and do their thing. Yeah, and cut loose. So Literally, Jackson and Smith and Jid is a prime example of that. Like, mm-hmm. cause his recruiting was crazy. Like, I feel like him and CJ Stroud's Stroud recruiting was Was similar. that a, like a little Atlanta slang? <laughs> I didn't mean that. Screets. But, like, <laughs> but like um, just both of them going back to the 2020 class, like, both of them started out low. But then once all the camps happened and then was Stroud with the uh, Elite 11 happened and then the opening that happened, both of them just steady climbed to the top of their recruiting. Mm. And then Jackson, I think both of them, both of, the, both of those guys were like the last, you know, respective uh, position player to be called to the opening and the Elite 11 because the thing was um, DJ Uyungle, he pulled out of the Elite 11 in 2020 because he said he didn't want to uh, mess up his recruiting status, mm-hmm. which I understand that. So what happened next? They called CJ Stroud up. Went oh, to the, say, went, that, say that one more time. Stroud. He <laughs> shut up. <laughs> they called CJ Stroud, <laughs> and then he got to the lead eleven, and he won it. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think he was the last receiver picked to come to the opening, and he was balling out. And so, long and behold, they both ended up at Ohio State, and now we about to see Seven Eleven for probably one more year. In these streets, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> but yeah, just overall, man, what Brian Hardline is doing with these receivers, and just now with him being, you know, added to the passing court, uh, being added as a passive passing coordinator, I just feel like now he can finally implement his mindset on how to get, you know, receivers and tight ends open on the offensive side too. Mm-hmm. Now with all that happening on the offensive side, I feel like now with Ohio State recruiting, we can, focus on our defense. We can finally, you know, start tapping into our defensive side. Now I feel like we about to get a D lineman commitment coming soon. A Another DB, well, two DB commits, I feel like, will be coming soon, too. And uh, also, too, just lock, uh, knocking in on those five-star players that are out there, too, that I feel like can be an asset to us. So, I feel like if we do that, we'll be fine. You know, now, Michigan, on the other hand, I, don't know. I mean... I had hope for y'all, but it's just like, let me just say this, and you're going to agree with me on this. Anytime where there's a year that Michigan has a chance to be great, they always shoot themselves in their own foot. And I mean that is like 2021, y'all finally snapped that 10-year streak of losing to us. So y'all and y'all right, respectful minds, felt like y'all was the top dog. Mm-hmm. Actually, y'all not, but we'll just leave it at that. But anyway, y'all had all the momentum to show recruits. Hey, look, granted, it took us 10 years to beat the team that we could have been easily beat or we could have made this, this uh, rivalry close, but we beat them. Y'all see what we do on our offense. Our defense is different and better and faster. Come play with us. Not the case because, again, this, what, two weeks ago, CJ Card, a leg- another legacy name, decides to go to Notre Dame and now is looking like the number one player in y'all state, Dante Moore, is about to head out west to Oregon. Uh-huh. And it's like, again, Harbaugh having this image of being a QB guru, not so much because now JJ has to play all four years at QB until y'all get like a decent backup. Well, I think we still got, we're still in the running for uh, Jaden da- Daniels or Davis. Uh, so so we'll he, see we'll see how that turns out that's 20 he's coming he would be 2024 so and yeah. i feel like i mean it just depends on what C, uh, jj does these next two years because again he start he's gonna start somewhere in between the middle of the year regardless Cade's not about to be the starter for the rest of the year or for or for the whole year my fault but jj is definitely going to start somewhere in the middle of the year then he's going to go into uh 23 with a full having the full season to himself and then 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to like, hey, what what are we doing that following year to uh, ensure that you know we don't have a big big ass dip in recruiting or just talent in general. So my so. question is like, why do you feel like y'all miss out on top QBs like Card and more? I don't know. Uh, in all reality, in all reality, what I'm seeing is um, the running the running attack. I mean, granted, of course, you want to have a great balance of uh, run pass option, but especially last year, we've seen that we heavily focus on the running game. Our offensive line was top 10, close to top 5, I believe, in the nation. And yards... On the ground. Yeah, yards on the ground. So, I mean, I understand, you know, that's our bread and butter. So, if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, that's the mindset that I'm I'm seeing. But at the same time, we, we gotta get with the times, especially with the NIL. I mean, just a lot of things that were... I feel like y'all not missing. even touching y'all NIL money right now. That's the thing. I mean, I don't think we are either, because I feel like I mean, Harbo has came out and said it, and even crazy enough, JJ has kind of said the same kind of um, sentiments to what Harbaugh was saying. It was like, you know, we if you come to Michigan, we want you to be here. Basically, just to how how can I say it? Basically, we're not gonna pay you. We want you here to play actual football, not be here and try to get paid. Kind of, yeah, and and not and not like yeah, but he they they I guess they were trying to boost up and say like you know it's more of an experience here at the University of Michigan, not just, hey, we're going to give you this paycheck and go out and play. We want you to actually help you further your life and be beyond football type deal. But that's, a, but that's, that's also where – And that's good. But that's also, good. too, that's where NIL still can play a factor in it because, again, if you have a high-caliber football player that's worth the money that, you know, you they're willing to pay him, mm-hmm. say if something doesn't work out, say if he gets, like, a career-ending injury, guess what? The money he, and you know, got endorsed from NIL – Guess what? He can take that money and then use it for his degree or start something, start his own form of business on what he wants to do with his life so that he doesn't be just flat out like the typical college player would be back in the day. Like if you get hurt, hey, sorry, can't do nothing for you. Scholarship taken away. Like like you have something to fall back on with the money that you generated from the NIL. Right. So I I, I agree with that. I I mean – I get what they're saying, and I agree with those sentiments, but at the same time, it's still very jaded in a way. You know, we got you still got to get with the times and see what is uh, appealing to these kids. You know, this is a different generation. I, I see that every day. I'm like, <laughs> damn, I feel old as fuck, and I'm only 25. And these niggas I out was, here. I was just at a 2000s party, and, you know, the funny thing is, like, the older millennials, they were in high school when all the, all the you know, when really, pretty much when the, all the fire music was out, we were coming up in the midst of all of that, mm-hmm. and you know. So we know it, but we don't know it. Know it if that. We, well, again, we we the middle child of the millennials. Right, <laughs> right. I'll just say that, but it's just more so the fact, like again, like now it's like you know, kids like us again, high caliber, you know, athletes, they want to be compensated somehow, some way, because again, universities like a Michigan, like Ohio State, like a USC, like in Alabama. They bringing in billions of dollars each year from the athletic department, mm-hmm. and you you mean to tell me the athletes that are putting their bodies on the line every time they play, they can't get no compensation from that? Like, right. come on now. And I just feel like with a school like Michigan, who has a great prestige about them, just as an overall university, y'all should have enough money to start paying athletes. I'm just saying, you know. Hold but on, I'm, we better get on a tangent real quick because. Watching TV right now, but at the time of this recording, uh, they're saying Colin Kaepernick because we we kind of alluded to Cap getting his uh trial with the Raiders. They saying it was a disaster. Yeah, Warren Sapp quote said Colin Kaepernick Colin Kaepernick's workout with the Raiders was a disaster. How do we look? How do we take this information, Ty? 
I don't even know, man. I, I just I just don't know. I just feel like at this point. Do you? Is it going to be time for him to hang it up now? I mean, he's been hanging up just black ball style, but at this point. So we. I, d- I just think that second gear that he could have had if he was still playing is gone. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it, it sucks to hear him, hear them say like it was a disaster. I'm like, damn, what, like, what happened? What, what, exactly, what happened? How, how does it? How was it a disaster? Was the throws not looking right? Like, was his mechanics? Yeah, Granted, was his mechanics not the best? Granted, and at the time of this recording, what we've seen, I'm, I was seeing some of the throws and his, you know, mechanics. I'm like, that looked like normal. I mean, to me, that looked like co- normal Colin Kaepernick. But I mean, just. Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I don't I, know. I don't know. I just but it, it's very it's very sad to see him just like wither away like this. Like he all he was trying to do was just take a stance, and it was not even against the like the military. It was just. But the thing that people don't want to allude to, a military man told him to take a knee. Right. That's the thing. If a military man is is telling a player to take a knee, I'm gonna do it. Bottom line, but. People didn't. People don't want to hear about that. They just want to see. Oh, Colin Kaepernick. He's not standing for the national anthem, mm-hmm. and he said exactly why he's doing it. It's not about the flag. It's about the injustice that black people suffer on this continent every single day, every single time, mm-hmm. and nothing gets done about it. It's like they get away scot free with killing innocent people. That's what his stance was. But at the time, who was in office, and at the time of the league, nobody want to hear that. Yeah. So we were definitely in a in a different time period when that was going on. A exactly, lot, a lot more was going on, so everybody was on high alert. But right, it just it just sucks to see him. I mean, like we like we said, it sucks to see Cam like this. It sucks to see uh, Colin like this. You know, it's, it's just it's just sad. Yeah, but it, uh, it's also sad too to know that Tyree Kill's getting death threats <laughs> about Mahomes. Mahomes boy. All right. Well, basically, uh, Tyreek Hill has been in the media. You know, he since he got traded to the Dolphins from the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, he's been. I mean, he's been trying to boost his his new quarterback up to a top tolerable. No, I'm gonna just say Tua. There we go. I'm gonna just say Tua. But yeah, he he's been trying to boost Tua up and make sure like you know he he shows that he's on his side and all that good stuff. But I I honestly don't know what was actually said to the standpoint for him to get death threat about Mahomes. I think he was saying like you know I think he was saying like Mahomes, I, he kind of made Mahomes if I am remembering correctly. But, I wouldn't say that yeah nor, I would per, per se because me personally I feel like the most of most of Mahomes targets in the way we're going towards either Kelsey or Hill. But you gotta think about it though. Who in my opinion I think Kelsey was is really his number one. That's what I'm thinking too. You know, Tyreek, you was like in a way like the secondary option if you know the plan wasn't for Tyreek uh for Travis Kelsey to get open. Because mm, he's the tight end, you know, it's easier to hit your check down tight end than, you know, throw a fifty yard bomb to Five uh, ten slot receiver, or even just wide receiver screen, or like a nice little hitch route, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, but it's still very outlandish for the uh, death threats. Yeah, for the death threat, de- death threat, because you know he helped y'all get a chip. So I'm just like, I, I don't know. I haven't read too much into it. I'm just like, when you, because when you send me the notes, I'm like, wait, this nigga getting a death threats from mm-hmm. talking about what he said about Mahomes. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just confused myself though. I'm like, you know, he, he put in the work. He helped y'all get this, this championship. I feel like he was a. a pivotal point in helping Mahomes develop into what the play into the player that he is now so it's like and I, I get it though because it's like dude y'all just 
traded me out the blue. Like, what the fuck? I think so. You think he's just saying this out of frustration with oh, the yeah, Chiefs for sure. organization? I but, think so. But Mahomes is taking all the heat. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Now, if that's the case, then it's like, all right, bro, you ain't gonna, you ain't got to talk about Mahomes like that. He ain't done yeah, nothing to you, man. I I agree with that, but I think it. I mean, it's coming from a place of hurt. I don't think he's actually just uh just coming spewing out spewing all yeah, of that, saying a whole bunch of crazy stuff about Mahomes. But you know, it's just like, dang, you we've been through all this. We did multiple playoff runs, and now y'all just dub me and trade me off to Miami. Granted, you know. Do they play each other this upcoming season? Uh, I don't know if the AFC East plays the West. Pro- I don't think so. I don't think so. I was about to say if they do. That's gonna Whew. be a game. That's gonna be a game if they do though. Right. So, but uh, also too, we just want to give a quick uh, shout out to former uh, Ravens linebacker Jalen uh, Ferguson who passed away at the age of 26. So yes, rest in peace to him. I and feel. I feel like it's been very. I don't know. I don't want to say. They did say what the cause of his death was. Uh, I think they said natural causes, so maybe a heart attack, but I don't know what that means because he was 26. I'm like, how can you die from natural causes at the age of 26? But we, we don't know. I don't know. But it's just it's just crazy to me that we're seeing all these players just die like out of nowhere too, and it's just like, bro, what is going on with all with our NFL players? Oh shit, that nigga, you see that? <laughs> Speaking of Mahomes, we just seen him just throw a no look sidearm pass. I'm like, hold. <laughs> what the hell but <laughs> regardless though it like i was saying it's just sad to see all these players is uh that are tragically passing yeah, at the ages that there are because they're they're our age and they're in our age right so it kind of hits home like mm-hmm. because we don't we don't know them but it's like again we share something we share the same age bracket right you know and then also too not one but two trials are about to start soon with deshaun watson and Brittany griner with deshaun watson's uh, oh, hearing Brittany griner uh, fin- finish about Deshaun, but I will ask you about Brittany Griner. What? Yeah, so Deshaun Watson's uh, hearing is, is uh, about to start on Tuesday, and um, I want to say either Brittany uh, Griner's uh, her hearing either started today or is coming up soon. Okay. Not trial, but uh, Hear- hearing. Hearing. I meant to say that. Okay. Do you think? Do you think we're at, she's actually gonna come home now? Do you think? <sighs> look, at this point, look. Bottom line is, I feel like she should have never been over there in Russia at the time of what was going on between them and Ukraine and us, because we were in the midst of all of that too, with but, us being allies with Ukraine. So I just felt like her going over there having that vape pen was just something Russia needed to be like, hey, look, <laughs> we got one of y'all over here. I was y'all about to really say, but she she plays basketball over there though. She'll, she oh, she, she played. She played yeah, over she, there. She's in the league over there. I believe. Okay, well that I didn't know. I just assumed she was still playing in WNBA. Mm-mm. Because I think that's when they were off. They were off. They had, um, like, they had, like, their own little lockout? Not lockout. I think they were just on their their off season over here. And, you know. Uh, she chose to play overseas. Because mm-hmm, that's what they do. Like, most WNBA players play overseas. Okay, but that I didn't know. Yeah, they don't they don't make enough money over here, so they play yeah, overseas. That, yeah, that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So, I'll re- refrain from that statement that I made. But still, though, I just felt like she knew what was going on between Russia and Ukraine. And I just felt like her having that vaping on her was just something for Russia to be like, huh, vaping. Lock her up. Throw away the key. She ain't getting out. She she American? Oh, come come with me. Come it, here. Exactly, you know, but I just feel like, okay, she's been in there for how many months? Uh, I believe since fe- February. She's been in there for half the year. Yeah, for real. Just let her let her out. <laughs> At think, this about, point. think about that, though. She's been in there for half the year. I can only imagine what they put her through in a Russian jail cell. I don't. I can like you we see all we see taken. We seen all them 
foreign movies where they got Americans in jail cells. Just imagine what that really looks like in real life. I don't. We we got fir- we heard it firsthand from ASAP Rocky when he was over in Switzerland. Them niggas was was peeing on him. <laughs> Them niggas had him in a pitch black, cold ass jail cell, brick brick wall everywhere. For nothing, niggas niggas overseas do not play. So that's that's my only thing. I Make feel like sh- they don't play when it comes to Americans. Yeah, but you, we also gotta be cognizant of their rules too. We have to. We just that's. I feel like that's what our issue is too. Because what we are we are under a democracy of country, right? They, yeah. Democ- other other countries like that, they're not. They actually are under someone ruling, right? Yeah, pretty much. What, what's the name of that? I know what it is. I just can't uh, say it. Not. Uh, Dictatorship. You're, you're not winning. a dictate. Not a dictatorship, but it's like Commun- Well, uh, it's more like a socialist kind of like government. So like you still have that one main person, but they still try to act like they break it up in different in different ways. But it's still under one one person. So yeah, it's, it's mostly a dic- Putin is a dictator. Yeah, Let, let's just pe- let's keep <laughs> Listen, it a buck. Yeah, they, let's they, keep he's it a, a buck. he's a dictator. He's a dictator but, for sure. But nah, just yeah. But um, yeah, I really hope she comes home because again, at this point, it's pointless. Like just. What are you going to do with her? Like, you really going to get her 10 years over a vape pen when I know there's more drugs that y'all can bust people for than that. They're doing heroin. They do heroin out there for fun. Let's just, <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> Russians are insane. Those those dudes are crazy. So uh, you will never catch me trying to fight a Russian. <laughs> None of them. Because you got it, bro. You, you they know killing that. you with the with the accent. <laughs> they killing me with the death stares. They, they can say... I don't even know what they're late or how they say. You just know it's aggressive. Like, you know what? I I don't want this smoke. Yeah, I'm cool. You got it. I don't want this smoke. I don't want this vodka. I'm good. Got it. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, don't let them drink some vodka. You you definitely got that one. (laughs) Right. Name for me. So, but real quick, though, before we wrap up with that, um, just onto the shot watching real quick. Like, again, I'm I'm just going to keep saying it's like they really are trying to tear a black man down because he wanted out of a place that he just didn't feel comfortable playing in. Mm -hmm. But now, okay, we, we got, I guess we kind of look gotta look at it like this so even though we know that the texans had a hand in this had, yes had a hand in this and gave him the nda and all that stuff it still show does it still give him the right to be doing what he no does? it doesn't but this is where that's I, what i was i was trying i was trying to talk to uh my, my lady about this she was i was saying like yes it does not make it right for uh him to go out and do those things but, but. when you have an organization with that kind of money telling you we got you what it's a setup yeah I mean, and it's not but even it's a not setup even, it's not even just them this is where i hold the women accountable too if he was actually doing the stuff that y'all said he did and we do not why, know we, do we not don't know. know but why would y'all continue the service if you felt uncomfortable in that moment but at the same time that's an nda tie so it's like the nda once you sign that non-disclosure agreement forget the nda i'm talking about your actual mindset your own person if you know for a fact that and i'm just saying this as in general whether it's a guy or a female if you are getting a massage whether you're a female masseuse or you're a male masseuse if you are massaging the opposite sex mm-hmm. and they start to get a little bit more into the massage than you are as right. far as like you know doing your actual job and rubbing spots that they want you know massage mm-hmm. But uh, they are actually giving into it as far as getting more horny. Let's just give it a buck. 
<laughs> if you know for a fact this is not what you signed up for, like to give them a happy ending, right? Why would you still continue that service as the employee? Not forget the NDA. You as an employee know, hey, I know me touching you in certain spots is gonna arouse you, but I'm not here for that. I'm here to you know do my job, what I practice for, to make sure you come out feeling good. But now you making yourself feel extremely better than what you came into, and in the midst of everything. And again, as the person doing the service, why would you say in that when you know you're in an uncomfortable situation? And my thing for the females that are accusing him of doing such things, why did y'all say, especially this last one, because again, it does not make sense for you to get ejaculated on your face and then proceed to still give him a massage. That makes no sense. She like that shit. <laughs> she probably, there's a like reaction. Probably, there's a chiseled Adonis video we gonna react to Loki next week, but I'm just gonna save it for that because what you just said it's going to tie into that video. I'm so weak. So, but that's that's just my thing. Like, if you knew, if you know off the top of your head this ain't right, why would you still be in that? <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it, the the Texans knew what they were getting him into, though. Like, you you're not going to hand somebody an NDA, an like NDA that. like that, and be and think like they don't feel like they're going to be untouchable. And especially if you're backing them like that, bro, that's fucked up. And then to switch on them like that, that is insane. Like that is crazy to me. So it's like I feel like yes, it's not if if Deshaun Watson did do those things and carry out. Definitely, we needs to have a stern talking to. But but if he didn't, if he didn't. And but I'm just I'm still on the point of like you know the Texans gave him the green light to do this like he they want, they need they need some form yeah, of, account, they, of accountability for he, this he should not be the sole person in in this the Texans definitely need to be looked at in in this part in this and it's like again I feel like they say you know what you want out so bad all right bet that's, yeah that's that's literally what it is it's like bro they he wanted out and they're like oh you think you want you you think you can get you out? think it's this you, you think it's gonna be this easy you thought. You forgot we got this NDA in our hands, right? So I'm so, just like, it, it don't make sense. And but yeah, but hopefully you know Brittany Griner can come back home and Deshaun Watson's name can finally get cleared of all these bullshit allegations because he's still he's still not playing this year. I hope everybody knows that. We'll see. He's not playing. <laughs> we'll he's see. getting suspended. <laughs> he is definitely getting suspended. We'll see. And granted, that money's guaranteed too. So. Oh yeah, I mean he big chill. He chilling at the crib, but he's still not playing. No, he's not going to touch no field. So now, pop culture wise, a lot of music ha- has dropped over the past week and a half or two oh, weeks. Oh man. Now the obvious names on this list, you know, had their respective, you know, albums or song drop. Drake dropping his disaster of an album. All right. Yeah. So let. I want to get into that for a second. All right. So, yes, like Ty just said, Drake dropped a uh, surprise album. Was that last week or two weeks ago? Last week. Last week. Not, it's two weeks. We'll say two weeks. We'll say two weeks. So, yeah, he dropped the album two weeks ago. Surprise album. And first listen, I was definitely very confused on what the <laughs> hell I listened to. Not going to lie to you. But as I kind of, like, reflected on it and listened to it more and more, I understood, one, it is not a hip-hop album. It is not categorized as a hip-hop album. So we have as as hip-hop fans and people that love the genre we have to get that out of our heads this is not this is a dance album it (laughs) clearly says dance (laughs) when you look on apple music spotify all them shits that is the genre of this so with that being said dance music house music is being becoming very popular is it's starting to bubble i feel like it has but it just never got into the height 
Yeah, the mainstream. The mainstream, like it should have been. Mm-hmm. But now it is. We're seeing like uh, the the dance scene, the club scene, um, Jersey Club, Miami Club type beats come to uh, the forefront now. So this was what this was. Granted, I'll I'll take I'll say this. It makes a lot of sense for you know worldwide uh, perspective perspective and marketing because you know you know hip hop is is still U U S based. Granted, we got you got all these other rappers in other countries, but but it started in the, it started in the U.S. Yeah, it started it, in the U.S. It, it blossomed into what it is now. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about all these different sounds that are in the yeah. in the world and stuff. So, you know, we, we got to get our minds out of that, that tunnel, that tunnel vision real quick. So I'm not I'm not here to condemn Drake for doing this album. Just I just wish he would have packaged it a lot better and told us what the fuck we were getting because, because I was again, cause again, highly pissed. Because again, when I heard about this, I'm like, wait a minute. He's dropping an album? I'm like, wait, what's going on? Because I hit up my friend on, on IG and I'm like, wait, he dropping albums? She said, yeah. I'm like, I hear no, I didn't hear no promotion from this at all. She said, that's the that's the point. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. So literally, I try. I I ain't listen to the entire album because you got you had to have SoundCloud Plus to listen to the full album. I'm sorry, but the song I listened to was yeah, Loki. The you only get one. Apple Music time. <laughs> the, the song that I listened to that I actually did like was the song with him and Twenty One Savage. Uh, that was the only rap song on there. The only one that I liked, and that and that than that, that was it. I'm like, but I will tell you this though, the rest of that album, we we have to be out like. We have to go to like a, an event. We gotta go to like a, a party. Like that's that for real. That type of music. Like if so, you know, is that type of party album? That yes. You just have to so to. you can't listen to it by yourself. No, not necessarily. So if all right, what can I tie this to? If we go to damn, I'm trying to think of a place out here. Um. So like a so it, this place was open. So like if BBR was open, we probably would hear this there. Certain songs, brother, not, like brothers. I give you Cantina. Cantina. Yeah, Cantina. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, Cantina. I say Cantina. If we go to Cantina, if we go to not living room, possibly because what living room they they kind of play a little like I feel like Seesaw will play some of this album. Mm-hmm. It's because it's got like EDM. No, 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 no. Pins. Yeah, there we go. That's where I was trying to get to. Pins. I could definitely see this in pins. It's just that type of you know is is dance music like dance hall music like literally like you're gonna be up moving around. It's not a lot of like words. bars being spit. Yeah, bars. It's not even a lot of uh, lyrics being spit. It's a lot of harmonies and a lot of like one bridge things. <laughs> it's it's let it's basically letting the uh, music speak for itself. So I'll just say it like that. I feel you. And then also too, Beyonce dropped her uh, song two weeks ago. Um, what's the name of it again? Uh, something soul. Um, shit. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Hold on. Me personally, I didn't listen to it all break the way. Break my soul. Yeah, break my soul. Yeah, I didn't listen to it because, again, I'm not discrediting Beyonce. She is an icon in the music business for what she di- for what she's done. She's a big influencer on a lot of women. Mm-hmm. I give her all the flowers she deserves, but it's just when she does anything, it goes crazy, over the top, and it's like. But that that goes to, okay. This goes to my other point. She did the same type of music that Drake just did. She made this the Break My Soul joint is another dance, uh, house type beat or house type song. So we're I see the evolution of this uh dance all house party type yeah this this is about to be the wave of music that niggas is about to hop on here very very soon i mean we've seen 
The Weeknd do it uh, not too long ago. But I, th- I just feel like it's, I feel like certain artists can do that given their, you know. Their stardom, yeah. Yeah, their stardom. Like The Weeknd, definitely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Chris Brown, who we're about to talk about in a minute, mm-hmm. at, some, at one point he did that and he did he did great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lil Wayne, um, when he uh, was going back and forth between rap and then rock, it made sense. It made sense. I wasn't a too fond of the rock album too much, but yeah, I, I I appreciate the creativity mindset that he was in though. Exactly. I just feel like you it's like you as an artist and your artist mindset had to know that okay, I'm good with crossing over into this type of genre music while still having my my lane, lane. my yeah. lane that I, you know, started out in. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy too, uh, with Drake, you know, he just signed this new deal with Warner. So he he has he basically has all the freedom right now in his in his mindset so i feel like we're going to get a lot more projects from him that are feeling based like how he feels because he's not going to the label and having them tell tell him necessarily hey bring hey make this album boom 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 Mm -hmm. he can be like all right bet i'm gonna feel like i feel like doing this let's make an album boom and i feel like that's what this was this was just an album just to throw out there not like a real planned album like certified lover boy was Mm -hmm. granted and that was that took a lot of heat too people didn't really (laughs) rock with certified lover boy I mean, granted, I feel like that was a, de- a decent Drake album. Yeah, granted, I feel like it granted, was. Granted, it was in the midst of him and Kanye's yeah. beef. Mm-hmm. And we waited like two years for it, too. But, you know, that's a different story. But different, Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but but uh, Beyonce, though, just like, again, it's like anything she does, it just goes above and beyond overboard. And it's like, I get it. She's Beyonce, but she is not a goddess like I that. Mean, like, she's not a god. Like, y'all. She's not a god, but she, she is very revered in the music industry. Like and I understand that because she's putting the work for that, and I gave her all the flowers for that, but mm-hmm. it's just the fans. Like, the be- the Beehive, please don't cancel us. That is Ty Carter that is saying this. SYM Seth is with <laughs> Beyonce. I promise you. <laughs> Bro, I'm not saying I'm against her, but I'm just saying, like, y'all, the fans, I just feel like they, they do too much with it. Like, they mm-hmm. purposely you know, go, you know, above aboard, and beyond, above and, beyond mm-hmm. and then lo and behold, the streams be ridiculous for one song. <laughs> Again, Beehive, that was Ty <laughs> Carter. Ty <laughs> Carter. <laughs> Hit him in his DMs, not mine. <laughs> um, but no, like, I agree, like, the Beehive, uh, Nicki Minaj's group, like, there's, there's certain fan bases. Fan, you're right. Fan groups, fan bases that just like go crazy, crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause like what the, I think it was like years ago they the Beehive they canceled Carrie Carrie Hilson for something that she said. I'm like, yeah, I think so. I remember. Like that. everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Cause mm-hmm. I think who was it? Tank. He was on Drink Champs and he low key said out of Destiny's Child, Kelly Rowland had a better voice. I'm weak. Cause he worked he worked with her and mm-hmm. he got to see firsthand how she how she does. Right. It blew his mind away because let's just keep it real. Destiny's Child was set up for Beyonce. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. I mean, it is what it is. We're going to enjoy all the songs, but who became the biggest star out of both groups at the time? Like, granted, it's still Destiny's Child, but, you know, starting off, it was four. Four of them then became three, but who was the main star? Beyonce. Not to say Kelly Rowland and, you know, Michelle Williams didn't have their own success, but Beyonce became the top tier one out of everyone else. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, Beyonce and Kelly Rowland, they family, but still, though, as an artist, she was up here. Yeah, so, I mean, definitely, definitely. We're definitely going to see what's going to uh, happen with Beyonce because I think how they're how they're saying is like this, on this particular song it was like act one so I think there's going to be Lord Jesus what's going to be act two yeah there's <laughs> going to be multiple acts uh, before the album 
and I think the album's supposed to be coming next month, some later in the month, next month. So we'll see how that goes. But again, we we're we're getting to see the new era of music. We're about to in, get introduced to this new sound, this new wave. House house music is about to be everywhere you walk out to. We will see now. To an album that I can honestly say is Grammy worthy. There's no skips on this album. Mm-hmm. The one and only Chris Brown dropped his self-entitled album Breezy, Breezy at uh, last week. Let me tell you, fire, 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 fire. No skips, no skips. Repeat. It don't matter what time of the day it is mm-hmm. or what type of mood it is. You can play it. But this album on fire. I feel like this. I mean, for me, I feel like I can play this at any like at, at a function. If I'm on the beach somewhere, like this is that type of music. Like you, you can be out and play this and be no no repercussions like niggas and, can't be mad at this album right and real quick what, what what were some of your favorite songs from this album me personally mine's were i'm biased because this was the first song that we got to hear off the album but the bass line that he sampled is why i really like it mm-hmm. warm embrace um i ain't gonna lie i just got done listening to slide so that's up there um what was it cab with him and fabio oh um, yeah catch a body <laughs> yeah <laughs> right uh the song with him and blue and little wayne because i feel like wayne was back in his um 2000s back when we when his verses dropped mm-hmm, i like that one and the song with him and her uh pretty much uh yeah him and her that was uh closure yeah that's right closure that's the name uh of need you right here with him and bryson tiller slide shit those i mean that the intro was hard right. what's that called uh till the wheels fall off right i uh, told you i told you he snapped on that mm-hmm. i told you he did uh hmm but with him and uh estg i feel like i feel like big sean could have been on that song too because it just fit his sound but yeah I mean, it like you can't go wrong with any song. Well, you, you, well, you said uh, the song with him at LMA, Sex Memories, you know, like that much. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, those, my only critique on the album, you know, LMA, I love her. She, she, and I'm not saying her as in the artist. We but, get it. We get it. You know, <laughs> clarification. It just, it just didn't help that the <laughs> actual artist, her, was on this album, too. Right, right. But uh, the song with uh, LMA, I wasn't too fond of. Um, I felt like he could have had that just by himself. It was it was very underwhelming in my opinion. What else? The little baby record. I, I think the the verse itself. I feel like he could have did a little bit better, but the song was still good. And also too, the song with him and Bryson Tiller. I feel like hit, Bryson Tiller's verse could have been longer. Mm-hmm. Bro, Bry- and Bryson Tiller got another song out with uh, Diddy right now. Yeah, he, so that's already doing numbers. <laughs> he he on fire right now. I mean, it's just when you get with another superstar artist and you just it just can't go wrong. I don't feel like it can go wrong. Because my thing, real quick, to wrap it to wrap it up on his album, like going back to like LMA and her, the artist. I just feel like whenever he does a song song with both of them. Yeah. Their harmonies and their blend, their blending of the voices, Perfect. fire. Mm-hmm. You know, because with her, with Chris Brown and her, like she has a deeper voice, so he can go like high octave, high octave, you know, soprano, and she can like have that alto little bass, like harmonized voice, and it still blends. Mm-hmm. Him and LMA's voice, they can really mirror each other because right. both of them can like get get up there on a high pitch and just blend with each other. So that's my take on that. I got you. I got you. Um, what was I about to say? Um, it was yeah. It was just a good, great album. So I feel, I feel like he, uh, he just needs his credit, bro. Like he is a fucking goat. Like oh, he is a goat. I just feel like people are just keep on looking down on him. Granted, yes. He, I mean, for what? <laughs> just you know, just for what his past. Like people still hold on to his past, and it's just like, bro, let, he was young, bro. Like, granted, I do not condone hitting women. Let's get that clear first and foremost. We were in middle school when that happened. 
Yeah, that that's was what, that that's was almost I'm, twenty years ago. That's all I'm saying. Like, let him live. Like, this nigga is like one of the greatest performers that we have living today, and we are all gonna feel his impact when he is gone. And I I was listening to Joe Bun Ice on the Joe Bun podcast is is right. I had a feeling he was gonna go there, but it's like nigga, like. I don't want to hear motherfuckers come out and be like, he was that man when he's dead. No, nigga, give him his shit now. Like, who who has been doing this this long? I mean, you can say Usher, but he, Usher. Yeah, home. but <laughs> that that's like 1A and 1B <laughs> to me. But, like, in in all reality, I like, just, who's doing that? I just think with Chris Brown, like, given his, like, you know, you know, creative art set, you know, not too many, you know, people his age is like, what, he's 33, right? I wasn't going to say 32, but we'll, well, he's in his early 30s. We'll yeah, go but like, like, I don't think Usher was still this athletic enough to do the moves that Chris Brown can do at, at the age that Usher was at. Right. You know, and the, and the fact that he can still be on beat every time with doing certain moves that he can do is still mind-blowing. And then you tie that in with his, you know, artistry, his singing, you know, it's like, Golly, like, how does he do it? You know, but <laughs> how does he do it? But it's just like, nah, you gotta still give him his flowers. And when he was on Drink Champs, you know, I was just, I was just uh, finishing up that episode. You know, he said, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, he would want to do a versus with Usher, and not just so much to see who had better hits, but just still giving the flowers that are hmm. needed. That would see, but. That's the thing, though. If they do a, a versus, I don't think it will be that, though. I don't feel like they're going to make it to be like an homage to both of them. They're going to put each other against, put them against each other. But so. the thing is, it was like, so real quick, who do you think has better overall hits, him or Usher? I'm just going to keep it a buck. I'm just going to say Usher. What album is touching confessions of Chris Brown? His early, his earlier albums? Mike or fame or not? Fame. No, not fame. Not fame, but um, heartbreak on a full moon. I think, I think that one. No. Is, yes, yes, yes. If you no, if we I really listen go, to that album, that's not touching confessions, bro. I don't know, bro. I think, in my opinion, I feel like heartbreak on a. Full what was moon. the one that came out before that where he had Drake on it with no guidance? What was that one? That was after it. So that was Indigo. That was just the one. You can say Indigo probably at best. I don't know. I don't know. I still, I for me, I still need to sit with Indigo a little bit longer. Gr- granted, that was a great album though. But too many songs though, but yeah. I mean shit. Fucking Heartbreak on the Full Moon was like forty tracks. So I mean <laughs> he, he dropped four two forty pieces back to back <laughs> on us. So if we're being uh, if we're being real about this, this nigga was shooting at a high percentage. <laughs> but but I don't, I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, I feel like that was that was the pinnacle of him I mean, let me not say his height not like his, his height, but like that was his bet like the best music we, we have gotten. But Again, his first self-titled album and then the second, the sophomore album exclusive. Like, mm. you can't go wrong with both of them albums because they are class. No. They have classics. So does Heartbreak on a Full Moon. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying, like, which which one holds a little bit more? To me, Heartbreak on a Full Moon. To me, it's his young, it's when he first started out. I got you. I can't be mad. I can't be mad at you because it's, it's, they're all good picks. Like, he. And then, but and then, then real quick with Usher, too, you got to think, even before, you know, Confessions came out, 8701, that right there was the setup for Confessions because mm-hmm. the songs he had on that, it's like, God, please. You know? And then he came out with Confessions, and it's like, <laughs> who's, who's, who's messing with this one? Right. <laughs> you um, know, but that's later down the line. But just for right now, give Chris Brown his flowers and the respect he well deserves. Yeah. I just, Chris Brown, <laughs> that's all I got to say to you. You're, you're the man, man. Right. 
And uh, to wrap it up with these last two artists whose albums, well, one dropped the album, one dropped the deluxe, but... Well, uh, Brent Fias dropped a uh, single to his upcoming album, and that is going to be fire. I cannot wait. Uh, July 8th or July 9th. Oh, shoot. That's during my birthday mm-hmm. week. All right, bet. Bob, <laughs> niggas about to be acting bad. Oh, I'm a, I'm, niggas about to be toxic here soon. Oh, Lord. We don't need it. Was, uh, we, don't need, we don't need no more toxic niggas right now. Man. I mean, shoot. We, Chris Brown just gave us the toxic anthem. He was fucking on every track. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But uh, Brent Fires, like I said, uh, July 9th um, album coming. He just dropped a single called Price of Fame. Maybe my sleeper. Don't know yet. Uh, but yeah, love that song. That is a granted. My only thing is that he, he could have broken up in like four different parts. Like he had four different transitions that could have been four separate songs by themselves. But it was still fire, though. But yeah, can't wait. Can't wait for him. Lil Dirk. I'm going to let you take this one. All right. Hot take. If I had a hot take button, I would push it right now. <laughs> I love Lil Durk. Been rocking with him since I was in fucking middle school. Can uh, Streets Unlock or not Streets Unlock? Uh, what mixtape was that? Damn, something Streets though. I'm a, I'm a fact <laughs> Some check. Streets. I'm a I'm a fact check myself here in a minute. But um, man, I didn't need that deluxe though. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it a bean with y'all. Did not. That was a de- that was definitely a whole album by itself with those 13 tracks he could have definitely put that out by 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 itself and you know marketed it as a different thing but yeah i didn't need the the deluxe i mean granted those songs are still are fire they still hit but that uh the original 7220 man that was enough that that was was enough enough. (laughs) i feel that was uh, that's album of the year to me or that's up there for album of or album of the album of the year let me say right hip-hop album of the year gotcha yeah but yeah, for me, that's that's what that is. But I don't know. I, they they also brought a good point too. What is the incentive of these niggas dropping all these damn deluxes on top of big ass full length out al- albums already? <laughs> so I'm like, I've just I always felt like a deluxe album was just songs that didn't make the actual album. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> but you're only supposed to have a few of them though, not like not not the same amount on your album. Yeah, I'm just like, bro, what you could have just put that out as something totally different. You didn't need to do all that. But I don't know. I I just wonder that part. I'm like, what incentive do they get money? for adding more uh, to the existing album? Are they trying to chase another number one album of the week or of the month or whatever the case may be? I don't know. I just, I would like that information, but I don't know. I just, I feel like Dirk didn't need to do that, but definitely 7220, the first, the first (laughs) installment, the first installment. Fire. Fire. Now, to wrap it up with the SYM topic, I personally didn't have nothing until I was on Instagram. And I seen a particular video that it didn't strike a nerve because I don't have kids, but it's just the mindset is what I had a problem with. So long story short, there's a video on Instagram of this woman talking, you know, going off on her baby daddy and stuff like that. Now, the prob- the story was he bought food for their child. Keyword, their <laughs> their child he brought their child food but she has two or three other kids that she has by other men and she got mad because she that she got mad because he only brought her food for their child that they have Mm -hmm. here's my thing again 
we don't have kids, so we don't know what that's like to take care of someone else's kids. But no, sir. But this is my thing. This is my thing when it comes to like you know taking care of someone else's kids. If you didn't want to have the kid in the first place, why still go through with that process of sleeping with the potential baby daddy that you didn't want to have a child with? That's my thing because stuff like this ha- can happen. Say you and the, someone else creates another life. Right. That's that other person's responsibility now yes they can help take care of uh, the other child that you know your baby mom or your baby dad has but they don't have any ties to them because they don't share the same blood as them that's not saying they don't you know not they're not going to you know treat the kid like their own but it's kind of hard for them to really do when they don't share a single ounce of me in them but we have this child that we created i'm going to take care of him or take care of them you know, given if it's a boy or a girl, but still, that's my child that we had. Half of me is in them. Of course, I'm going to take care of them. But it, but especially if we break up and we still are in good communication with said child. Why am I obligated to still give, you know, to still take care of your kids that you have with other people? Like, that that's not my responsibility. Right. You know, so what's your take on that? Well, I would just say that's more or less just like, I don't know. It's like, I do get the point of trying not to uh be with somebody or go ahead with uh the action of having intercourse with someone that you don't want to have a baby with but at that point in time i don't think people are actually like thinking about the repercussions they are just i feel like they're moving so fast but i feel like no i feel like they do they just don't want to actually put that into forefront they just see it as a moment Mm -hmm. they're in the moment they love it but then when reality kicks in after that fantasy moment is over, right. they're like, I don't want to have a baby with them. Right. To see cause to see how they are afterwards is like, because, again, it's a setup to get in the draws, bottom line, because a YouTuber, MTR, shout out to him. Great content, by the way. He made a statement that actually I feel like is true. Men, cre- men control relationships. Women control sex, if you kind of think about it. Say that one more time for me. Men control relationships. Women control sex. Hmm. And right, I feel like break that, I, break that down to me because I, I feel like I feel like because like, I feel like when it comes to sex, women have the right to say no. Of course, because at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, who is getting more approached to have sex with men to women or women to men? Women to men. Right. So a, so if a dude approaches a chick or men to women, my fault. Right. So if a dude approaches a chick and, you know, say like, hey, trying to, you know, boom, boom, boom. She either has the option to say yes or no. Right. More more likely is going to be no. But when she says yes. She is giving herself to another man, mm-hmm. and then X, Y, and Z happens. Now, if that happens consistently, a relationship is going to happen. Not even just a relationship. If you just want to say, "Hey, like, hey, this is my little sneaky link, this is my boom, boom, boom," you keep doing that with that mindset. And if you start, you start going raw. A baby can be formed for sure. But then, if you, but then again, going back to reality. But that's when that talk needs to happen between two people, like, like you just said the going in raw aspect i mean if you already know if you're both okay with that then i mean you're then both, you both signed up for yeah, what's, what's bound to happen yeah down the line you know potentially 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 you know so so that happens but then also too this is where it can be flipped too say if a woman approaches the guy and she wants to have sex with them she already had a picture in her mind of who she wants to have sex with mm-hmm. she was already going to give up the draws to the dude that she already picked out that she wanted to sleep with Man, that that is like the best feeling in the world. 
when <laughs> you don't even have to do nothing and they just walk up to you. Sometimes that's scary though. That's definitely scary. That's why, in in a way, that is scary though, mm-hmm. because again, you don't know you don't know how the chick moves. Mm-hmm. You don't know what other dude has been up inside of her. I'd be like, damn, who, who are you? That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, what, nice to meet you. But and that's who are where you? <laughs> and that's where soul ties Loki come into fact yeah. too. You know, because again, you like having multiple bodies. You could say you could say like, yeah, I got this amount of bodies for for the clout, but in reality, it's not really the best because again, you have so many people that you gave yourself to man or female succubus and then you got a thing too who else has they who else have they have intercourse with right what other people have they let inside of them affect you because bottom line is you're transferring like sub back and forth with each other during sex mm. so you may be like this cool you know person that don't get too agitated but you had sex with someone you start acting different and if you got like your real tight friend group they and they know your you know characteristics yeah they gonna call y'all like yo, wait, what, what? yeah, like what's going on? You've been kind of like acting different since you, you know, slept with boom, boom, boom. But then reality hits. That's where it came from, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like when it comes to relationships, in a way, I just feel like I had to die. I had to kind of like you know go back and dive into this myself. But I feel like when it comes to relationships, like you know, because at the end of the day, men we are supposed to be the head in the relationship, Five. you know. And this is more so the fact like we're not saying like you know women don't have a say so and like they're supposed to you know just bow down to us. No, we're not saying that, but. We're we're supposed to be the ones I lead. Exactly. And I just feel like, you know, nowadays, not enough men know how to lead a relationship, let alone you have a lot more women trying to act like men to where it's like they feel <laughs> like they can lead a relationship. But it's like at the end of the day, that's not what it's set up for. <laughs> that was nasty. Uh, <laughs> do you feel like um, that also is a cause that, you know, a lot of males don't have a father figure? Um, Yes and no. I just feel like it's just how you go about the non-father figure in your life. Mm. Because I feel like, I mean, of course, we want to salute to all the women that are wearing the pants as mother and father. But But at the end of the day. Yeah, you still need that an actual father figure. You need an actual male figure in that child's life, especially if you're a single mother with a son. Because you can't teach us, you can't be a mother and teach a son how to be a man. Right. And if you're a single father with a daughter, you can't teach a, do, your daughter how to be a woman. That's how. That's how I feel like um, we get these masculine men or masculine women and these feminine uh, men. Yeah. Because if there's no male figure in that child's life, if it's a if it's a boy, and if there's no female figure in that child's life, if it's a girl, they're gonna grow up thinking, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. But again, you're a woman growing up to, and you're seeing that mindset from a male, and that could have been a tragedy if that Stanley Cup failed on the ice. I thought he, de- I thought he done in it though. Nah, they saved it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it, but yeah, it's just more so the fact, like you know, no, it, it says damage. Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> I, I missed it. I'm weak as fuck. But nothing's worse. And what uh what happened when um the Stanley Cup uh, fell off that truck? Oh or, yeah. Or was it the FIFA uh trophy? I think it was the FIFA. But still. But going back to the initial topic, um, I just feel like, you know, when it comes to, like, the single-parent household, it's just more so the fact, like, if you and your other partner fall out and that child's parent figure decides to not be in that child's life, I just feel like it's, in a way, on your responsibility as that other as that parent to surround that child with the figures that they need to be around growing up. Mm-hmm. Because if I feel like if they don't have that, then they're going to probably only know something from one mindset, not another mindset that they need at the time, you know? And I feel like, in going back to the initial, uh, the initial uh, story, on, 
it's just more so it just goes to the, back to the fact like look no one told you to have other kids prior to this relationship that you got in with this dude that ultimately y'all had a kid with mm-hmm. so bottom line is it seemed like they, they were broken up but the, th- the bottom line is this why is he obligated to take care of other men's kids and still take care of the kid that he created with said you like that's not his responsibility if we break up and we have a kid i'm still gonna do my due diligence but as that as be a father to that child that we made i'm not obligated to take care of other men's kids when you had kids with them that's not my responsibility that's their responsibility now if you want to be with you but not them kids right now now granted if you would have like again i don't know said details that happened with this but if you would have said hey can you pick up some food for the kids that would have been fine but again i don't know what happened with this uh conversation with set child and set parent Mm -hmm. but it just probably sound like the child like hey dad can you bring me some food yeah i got you son and then he bring he brought it to the mom's house he probably didn't know her other kids were there at the time and he just brought food for their child right but you as the mother got mad when he brought food for y'all's child not your other children you have with other men mm-hmm. that's you're mad about that when really you should be mad at your baby daddies keyword daddies <laughs> plural you should hit them up like hey you get you get some food like something like that. like just i'm just saying but like i just feel like you can't get you can't blame another man for not taking care of your other kids if y'all break up especially if y'all have a kid together because right. again i'm, I'm not focused on my kids exactly i'm not bonded through blood by them that's you and their fathers right. that you had sex with that you created life with that's on y'all mm-hmm. me and you we have a life together with our kids that's my responsibility to take care of not your other kids Facts. if we break up now we together yeah i got them but still bottom line is like i'm not those are my kids but i'm gonna you know treat them like as as if they were mm-hmm. i'm still gonna treat them as family now to wrap it up this is a question that i'm gonna ask you know men and women on this too say if you say you uh got married to a chick mm-hmm. and you know, she had a prior relationship before you and she ended up having a kid by that. Right. And, you know, y'all, you know, still end up being together. Y'all, y'all tied and now y'all married. Boom, boom, boom. Now the question becomes, are you putting that child on your taxes or are you just going to leave that to your wife and her other baby daddy? Mm, I'll let them uh, me. I'll let them have have it their their way. They can. Have and that and Loki, that's but we still we still breaking bread. Uh, <laughs> me and you, like the woman and the man, after you do what you need to do with the baby daddy and the and the son, me and you still breaking that other half that you getting though. We we gonna make <laughs> because that I feel like where a lot of dudes go mess up that is like if they put another uh uh person's child on their taxes, mm-hmm. that can backfire on them because say if them and their mother break up, guess what? You now will have to pay child support with someone else's child that you're taking care of that's not yours right and i feel like that's where a lot of men go wrong with Mm -hmm. and that and that crazy enough that's like a a a scheme that motherfuckers really be uh doing yeah doing like I mean, granted, I don't got no kids, but you know, you get. A but little, then, like, if a, a but, but like, say, like, if a man doesn't do that, the woman gets mad at him for not claiming for n- not even claiming, but protecting himself. Right. That's like in a way, in another way of a prenuptial agreement. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not about to like you gonna sign this because I don't want. In a way, I'm not trying to mess up nothing that you potentially can mess up or get. Yeah. And in this scenario, I'm not going to put another I'm not going to put someone as a child on my, you know, information because y'all you and the child's father or the child's mother fell out. Like I'm not I'm not doing that. Now, if we have a kid, okay, yes, he's automatically going on it cuz that's what that's something me and you 
created. Mm-hmm. Their that child's blood has mine in it, has have a my blood in it, and have a yours. So that's ultimately going to be my responsibility. Right. But another person's kid, I'm sorry, I'm a love them, but I had I really can't do nothing as far as like you know claim them because I can't. <laughs> Access denied. Exactly. Well. You heard it, you heard it here first, y'all. Ty Carter. Sign off. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, wrapping up. Uh, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. Keep uh, running them numbers up, and probably at the time of this recording, we will do a reaction to Chris Brown's album. Not the entire album, but probably just songs that we said on here that we like that we just gonna give our own opinion on. Just the same, probably the same way we did the Kendrick album. We're probably gonna pick three or four songs and eat three or four songs each, and just go back and forth like that. Right. Uh. But yeah, like, comment, share, subscribe. Follow us on. Uh, Instagram, like or not like, uh, follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Patreon, uh, Patreon, YouTube, yeah, all that good shit. <laughs> so it's your boy Seth. It's your boy Ty. Speak your mind. Two SYM Network. Speak your mind. We go. Okay, for our audio listeners, speak our sleeper of the day is dun 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 dun. dun. It is called Gotta Move On by Diddy and Bryson Tiller.
was Bryson Tiller. Diddy, gotta move on. Speak your mind. 2.0 SYM Networks. Speak your mind.